Welcome to episode 128 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt. Today, we are live on YouTube.com slash Matt Witt, as well as Twitch.tv slash The Matt Witt. You can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast today. We have a bad one to unpack. Welcome back to another episode of Vikings Therapy, where we talk about an awful performance at home on primetime on Sunday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys on Halloween night. The Vikings come out with maybe the worst performance I have seen in a long time. And we're going to unpack all of this on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. So sit back. We got a long one to talk about. Hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The Minnesota Vikings fall 16-20 to against the Dallas Cowboys at home on primetime Sunday night football on Halloween night to end Kirktober with maybe the worst performance of Kirk Cousins, uh, not his career, but this season so far. Vikings fall to 3-4 and four on the season, staying at second in the division and are now out of the playoff picture. Vikings are just playing for a seventh seed at that point, and that is really best case scenario for the Vikings right now. So, welcome back. Another episode of Vikings Therapy, where we talk about another awful performance where the Vikings absolutely crapped the bed at home against a primetime matchup, against a quarterback when it's his first start in the NFL, Cooper Rush. And people are giving him too much credit. He had some bad passes in it. One led to an interception, two should have been interceptions, but all game long, just open receivers time and time again. But we're not even going to focus just on that because the cornerbacks, yes, they were bad. Mackenzie Alexander might have given up a 74-yard uh, touchdown. Cameron Dancer might have missed a tackle on Zeke that led to the Cowboys winning the game. And also Amari Cooper touchdown right after that. And then Bashad Breeland, another terrible performance from him. That's not even the worst part of this Vikings game. The cornerbacks, we knew was going to be bad going into this game. doesn't matter who's under center. It doesn't matter who's being a quarterback against this Vikings defense, whether that's Cooper Rush or John Elway. I mean, they're going to look great. They're going to look like Joe Montana. It doesn't matter who's going to be quarterback. But taking a look at this, Vikings, only 278 yards of offense. Less than 8% third down efficiency, seven penalties, and punted six times this game. Just an awful performance. And we're focusing solely on offense here because we knew the defense was going to be bad. It doesn't matter who's quarterback. We knew that. We had no idea this offense was going to put up only, not only did they only put up 16 points, which I'm surprised they even put up 16 points against this from how bad they were playing, but just the fact that the Vikings play calling is the worst I've seen in my entire lifetime. I have been a Vikings fan my entire life and never have I seen the play calling this poor. I mean, Clint Kubiak is running this offense like it's 1980. I mean, you're seeing tight end, tight end screens. You're seeing uh, fullback flats. You're trying to do check downs to your running back on a two-yard pass when it's third and 28. I don't understand what they're doing. And the Vikings fans, we're some great fans. We might be one of the best fan bases. We are one of the best fan bases in football. We don't often boo our offenses. We don't. It doesn't happen very often. It's happened every game at home so far this season. Why? Because we are tired of this coaching staff. We are tired of Mike Zimmer being time and time again a mediocre head coach. And so far this season, maybe the worst head coach in the in football behind, well, behind, Matt Nagy might have him beat there. But really, one of the worst head coaches in football so far this season, Clint Kubiak running this offense like it's 1980. 
when we have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Tyler Conklin, Dalvin Cook, we are only able to put up 16 points against one of the worst secondaries in football. I said in the preview for this week, I said, I'm excited for this game. Why? Because this should be a turning point for our offense. Clint Kubiak, after the last couple of games, after Dallas, or not Dallas, after the Detroit game, when Detroit should have won that game because Clint Kubiak's play calling was that bad, he kept the, the, the Detroit Lions really in the game against the Carolina Panthers as well. I said, this is going to be a turning point. Clint Kubiak should have learned his lesson after two weeks of bad play calling where he's running these screen passes. Should have learned his lesson, right? Especially going up against a Dallas Cowboys defense, which is one of the worst secondaries in football when you have offensive weapons like Jefferson and Thielen. You'd think the it would the tables would turn a little bit and the Vikings offense would hit stride, right? No, they didn't. As Clint as Kurt Kubiak, maybe sorry, Clint Kubiak, I mixing up with the Gary Kubiak here. Clint Kubiak continues to run the same offense like it's 1970, running the ball on third and 22, or whatever it was, 28, whatever it was. Run, why? Why? What is the? Does he not know the purpose is to get a first down? Does he not understand that that's a good thing? I mean, Vikings averaged when passing, where is it? Vikings had 5.2 yards per attempt. Clint Kubiak, someone needs to tell him, you need 10 yards to get a first down. 5.2 yards per attempt. As a matter of fact, I'm surprised it was even that high. Because over half of these passes were screen passes, fullback flats, tight end checkdowns. What is going on with this offense? You are going up against, okay, Trevon Diggs, I don't care what people say, he's awful. All right, and he had another bad performance. Not only did he not have an interception, and really the interceptions are covering up for how he's been performing, he's been the seventh most targeted receiver or corner in the NFL so far this season for a reason. The Dallas Cowboys have made offenses look very explosive, and this is what you expected going into this game. Well, no, because Clint Kubiak continues to be the worst play caller in football. Kirk Cousins, again, did not have a good game because of Clint Kubiak. Kirk Cousins finishes Kirk Tober. On primetime, Sunday Night Football, this was a time when Kirk Cousins was going to be able to prove himself, as really people have been hating on him. People have been giving him all this hate. Um, I'm talking outside of the Vikings organization, have been giving him all this hate because every time they watch him, the only time that people really watch the Vikings is when they're on primetime. That's the only time people watch the Vikings. And what do they judge off of? Kirk Cousins on primetime, which he's had some good games on primetime. Don't get me wrong but as a whole has been awful on primetime and continues to be when he plays his Cowboys defense, which he should have had a great game. Clint Kubiak is who to blame for this loss and Mike Zimmer. We have a coaching staff that is really holding our potential back and is going to ruin the season, has already ruined the season as now the Vikings are three and four, maybe a seventh seed. I mean, maybe, but who cares? We can't compete against some of these teams in the NFC. We're not going to be able to beat the Rams, beat the Cardinals. We already tried beating the Cardinals. We're not going to stop the Packers the way they've been hot, winning six straight games. You also have, who else do you have? I mean, the NFC West, the entire NFC West as a whole. And then the upcoming schedule that we have as a whole. Vikings might be able to get a seventh seed. Who, who cares? Okay, Vikings picking. This is the worst thing in football. To be a mediocre team, which the Vikings have been my entire lifetime, is the worst thing in football. Not only do you not make a playoff run, but you have terrible draft capital. You're picking in the 20s, maybe late 10s. Vikings aren't going to be getting a top 10 pick. Who are we going to be able to find? Vikings will have to maybe try to trade up for a corner or even just try to free agency corner. As a matter of fact, after the game that just happened, 
where Mackenzie Alexander gave up a 57-yard touchdown to Cedric Wilson, who just ran past him. I mean, Cedric Wilson is not a great route runner. He has speed. That's the only thing he has going for him. Just ran past Mackenzie Alexander. Bashad Breeland, once again, gave a, had an awful game. Should have had an interception in one play. No, he's it was thrown right to him. Cooper Cooper Rush threw the ball right to Bashad Breeland. Bashad Breeland's like, no, I don't want to catch this. Let's just bobble the pass and give it to Amari Cooper. One of the best receivers in the NFL. Bashad Breeland, also terrible game. Cameron Dantzler, once again, missed tackle that led to a, really the game-winning touchdown right there. Where Zeke should have had not been able to get a first down. Uh, Greg Zerline would have been out, out there kicking a field goal. Game would likely have went into overtime. No, Cameron Dantzler doesn't know how to tackle. I mean, he's an undersized corner. You kind of expected this coming from him. but in the, That's why he fell to the third round. He might be pretty good in coverage, but when it comes to tackling, he's an awful corner. And then gave up a... Gave up a touchdown to Amari Cooper, but really that was just Amari Cooper being the better player in that play. After the game that the Vikings have had at corner, Rick Spielman right now should be on the phone with Brian Flores and whoever their general manager is and working a trade to get Xavier Howard. Because next week, we have we have uh, Marquise Brown. After that, we also have Mike Williams coming to town. We have to play uh, Devontae Adams. We have multiple matchups. Debo Samuel has been killing it as well with the 49ers. We play them just been murdering defenses so far this season and now looking at our defense we need a change when it comes to cornerback position but take that aside the reason why the vikings lost here is not because of the vikings corners the reason why the vikings lost here is because clint kubiak is the worst play caller in football running these tight end checkdowns running running back screens running fullback flats on third and nine what are the vikings running on offense you have justin jefferson and adam thielen as your outside wide receivers yet you're not targeting them jefferson four targets Jefferson is working on Trevon Diggs, who has been exceptionally well so far this season and has surprised a lot of people. I would have took him over Jeff Gladney if I was Spielman, but you look at it right now, seventh most targeted corner in the game for a reason, and the Vikings aren't targeting him. You replay the game, you'll see how often Justin Jefferson was open. Kirk Cousins doesn't see him. No, instead he sees Tyler Conklin for a two-yard pass on third down, and that's who he passes it to. And he has Justin Jefferson finding the open field. He did overthrow Jefferson in the first uh, drive of the game. However, that was mainly Jefferson's fault. He did slow down in the pass and then was trying to able to catch up. We're putting that one aside. He did overthrow him and Kirk Cousins overthrew like four targets yesterday. But as a whole, Jefferson, four targets. Really, Clint Kubiak? Did Kubiak forget how great Jefferson really is? Jefferson had, I believe it was 13 yards per, per attempt. 13 yards per attempt is okay. On four attempts, though, you have to take deep shots, especially in the second half when the Vikings are trailing. Actually, they weren't trailing. When it's tied in the second half, you're going up against one of the worst secondaries in football. You have to revolve around the pass. It's this is not, I shouldn't even be saying this on this podcast. I shouldn't be mentioning this. This should be a no-brainer. And if all of us can be sitting on our couch or at the game or wherever, at the bar, wherever you're watching this game, if every fan can figure out what the problem is in the coaching staff, why can't Spielman? Or why can't Ziggy? Why can't they figure out the problem and fix it? Because that's really all that's holding us back right now. Yes, the corners might be the only, the one of our biggest issues, and we can make a trade for Xavier Howard right now, and then Patrick Peterson coming back, that can fix that. But you look at this. If all of us can figure it out, everybody on Twitter, everybody on Reddit, every Vikings fan I've seen can figure it out that Zimmer, Clint Kubiak, Rick Spielman, 
Adam Zimmer, you can even throw him into there because his defensive scheme has not been well. Uh, Andre Patterson has done great as a defensive lines coach, even though he's also a co-defensive coordinator. You look at this, we can all figure out what the problem is. Why can't Ziggy? All right, this is where you have to make a difference because Vikings are three and four. Best case scenario, seventh seed in the playoffs. Who cares? Who the hell cares if we're a seventh seed? All right, you have to make a move here to fix this around. Thielen also just had nine targets, which... Thielen getting nine targets, I'm okay with, but Thielen getting nine targets, and that's far more than Jefferson, and that's the most targeted receiver in your offense on just nine targets. Come on, really going up against the secondary? Osborne had three targets in this game. KJ Osborne, who's been one of the best receivers and the best, the most surprising player so far this season, three targets. And they're only targeting him three times when you just come on coming off of an excellent performance against the Carolina Panthers. CJ Ham had more receptions than Osborne yesterday, which is mind-blowing. Vikings are trying to run fullback flats on just about every play, and it only worked one time. With these tight end checkdowns, these running back screens and fullback flats, when you have the best, one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Clint Kubiak has got to go, and I'm so tired with this guy. Kirk Cousins is getting paid $33 million per year. Average annual salary, $33 million per year to throw checkdowns and screen passes. And it's not his fault. It's the play calling. It's the offensive coordinator. It's our head coach. This is the problem here. And the offensive line has done an okay job. We'll give it to them. They did do better than I expected. Kirk Cousins had just 184 passing yards, worst so far this season. One passing touchdown, that's tied his worst this season. An 88.3 passer rating, Surprisingly, that's not his worst this season. His one against Cleveland was worse than that. And a 5.2 yards per attempt, which is his worst this season. That's what you have to highlight right here. 5.2 yards per attempt when passing. I mean, the goal is to get a first down, okay? Not to get a, throw a screen pass to Thielen and he has to shake off a guy and get a first down. A check down pass to Conklin, a two-yard pass, and expect the slowest guy in your offense to be able to run the ball to get another eight yards. Come on, Clint Kubiak. This is not rocket science. This is common sense. By the way, Vikings in the first drive of every game, great. Hats off. It shows what we're able to do. It shows what the Vikings offense is capable of. The first drive of every game that the Vikings have had where they had that touchdown pass to Adam Thielen, and then they just fall flat. Vikings have scored in the first drive of the game the last six straight games. And now this continues. And that was the only touchdown this game was in the first drive of the game. The Vikings use up all of their plays in the first drive of the game. And you think maybe we see a good game from the Vikings. Maybe the rest of the drives, Clint Kubiak is finally ready for a game. I mean, you even saw Justin Jefferson. Vikings are getting a little creative making a pass for Justin Jefferson, which, by the way, is a great passer. He, the guy was not open, but Justin Jefferson is a great passer. You look at it, and it's like, oh, Vikings are mixing things up. Clint Kubiak finally realized what the problem is. I was sitting on the couch. I said, okay, this is going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day, right? Because Clint Kubiak is finally out there figuring out what to do. He spent this bye week designing plays. Let's not dismiss the fact that Clint Kubiak had two weeks to prepare for this game designing plays with Mike Zimmer and with the rest of the coaching staff. I say Kubiak here because he's the biggest reason. We have a lot of players who play into this and we're are a lot of coaches who play into this right here. You take a look at this. He had two weeks to prepare for this game. What did he prepare? Looks at his sheet. About five plays. Oh, let's do a screen pass to Tyler Conklin. Let's see if that works. Oh, a fullback flat to CJ Ham on first and or third and 10. Oh, third and 22. I got an idea. 
let's give the ball to Dalvin Cook to pick up two yards against one of the best run-stopping defenses in the NFL. This is not rocket science, Clint Kubiak. This is common sense, okay? And then you see them in the press conference. You see Mike Zimmer in the press conference. They ask him, what went wrong here? Why, why are you running these plays? Oh, you don't know football. Oh, you don't understand. This is what you're supposed to do. Really? That's what you're supposed to do? Because the last time I checked, look at the book, the last time I checked, you're supposed to get first downs. The last time I checked, you're supposed to move the ball, keep the ball rolling, not have not punt six times in one game, six times in one game. And it should have been six, and it should have been seven times. The Vikings were in field goal range. Lucky for Xavier Woods, who came up against his old team and absolutely dominated. One was maybe the only highlight on this Vikings team was Xavier Woods this game. All right. That puts that aside. Taking a look at this Vikings offensive line, Christian Derrissaw did allow his first sack. Um, was bad. I mean, he was working on Randy Gregory, like I said, one of the best defensive ends in the NFL so far this season, and did allow a sack. We'll let that slide. By the way, the coaches were on our side, or the refs were on our side. The refs were on our side. Cowboys were on our side by benching Dak when he was able to play. They wanted to play Cooper Rush and said, Cowboys were like, oh, let's give you this game. Let's bench Dak for Cooper Rush, who threw three, what should have been three interceptions, but Vikings were, one of them went to Amari Cooper. Bashad Breeland was like, oh, I don't want to pick it off. Let's give it to Amari Cooper. Um, Cameron Dantzler almost had that other one. But again, they just gave it to us. Say, oh, let's have you win. Vikings are like, nah, nah, we don't want it. We don't want this. They give it back. It's just the Cowboys didn't even have a great performance is what I'm saying here. And then the refs are on our side. When was the last time the refs have been on our side? I don't think ever. This might have been the first time I've ever seen the refs on our side, giving us roughing the passers on third down, easy first down conversion on what shouldn't have been a roughing the passer. Also a late hit, which shouldn't have been a late hit. Really, the, the refs were on our side and we still lost. That's how bad we, we played. Christian Derrissaw did allow a sack in this game. Garrett Bradbury once again is playing awful. The worst point on our offensive line, even though he's the highest draft pick on our offensive line. Only penalty Udo is back, getting another penalty. Eighth penalty of the season in just seven games. Vikings offensive line may have done a decent job, but as a whole, we have some weak points. What I did like is the Vikings running the ball on the left side of the line. When Garrett, when Christian Derrissaw is playing very well, you also have uh, Ezra Cleveland who's playing solid at left guard as well. We're going to see Vikings run the ball, run the rock uh, a lot more on the left side of the offensive line instead of the right side where Ole Udo just gets absolutely trampled by whoever he's going up against. Defense as a whole, uh, we did have Daniel Hunter go down and Daniel Hunter going out was a huge loss, especially when you're when you're going up against Cooper Rush, first start in the NFL, you want to pressure the guy all the game, all game, which is what the Vikings did. They blitzed just about every third down. I think, I don't think there was a third down, a third down where the Vikings didn't blitz. I mean, they blitzed Eric Kendricks, got a sack on him, blitzed Xavier Woods again. Another great game from Xavier Woods has been a very big highlight on this Vikings defense. Blitzed him, was able to get another sack, and then. Anthony Barr as well, able to pressure him. So Eric Hendricks did get, get a third down sack. Everson Griffin got his sack as well. Vikings got three sacks and two turnovers, and the Vikings offense was not able to convert on any of them. I believe they did get one field goal off of that. Again, though, but another awful performance. Vikings defense may be terrible when you look at the cornerback room, but we have a lot of great players, and you saw this against the Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys offense. But Daniel Hunter going out, he will go undergo an MRI. Um, it'll be questioning. It was a shoulder injury, so... It's questionable whether it's going to be serious or not, but hopefully uh, Daniel Hunter does come back. If he doesn't, I'd expect to see more of Patrick Jones and some action from our rookies as well because Stephen Weatherly is no longer with the team. As a whole, like I said, the Vikings defense had a terrible performance when looking at the cornerback room, but as a whole, the Vikings defense did as good as we were expecting. 
we want we're expecting them to get a couple sacks a couple third down conversions uh be able to even turn the ball over whether that's Dak or whoever's under center Vikings should be able to turn the ball over but once again just soft coverage all game I mean it was just open receivers left and right and really the only the Cowboys with how bad our cornerback room was the Cowboys should have been put able to put up over 30 points against this defense but we were able to pressure uh not cooper rush all game cooper rush was not comfortable inside the pocket great performance by andre patterson able to pressure this quarterback off of the blitz off of even without blitzing a couple downs with the uh, with everson griffin and even dalvin tomlinson was able to get in there with a little bit of pressures uh it's good to see this vikings defense able to step up when rushing the passer put that aside though vikings are only able to rush the passer so far this season supposed to be one of the best defenses on third down conversion on d yeah defenses on third down conversion you did not see that yesterday i mean maybe the worst defense on third down conversion yesterday just awful performance again but taking a look at the vikings player of the game xavier woods like i said xavier woods again has been a big highlight on this vikings defense playing all defensive snaps and now going up against his old team had the best game of the season you love to see it i almost wanted to put the player of the game for the vikings this week as our punter jordan barry because we got to see a lot of Jordan Berry. He got a lot of play time, a lot of screen time this game. But again, Xavier Woods, just great game for Xavier Woods, getting eight total tackles, a pass deflection, an INT forced fumble, and a sack against his old team. Really the only highlight on this Vikings team was Xavier Woods and a couple defensive players. I mean, Eric Hendricks also had a blitz and a sack. But taking a look at the offense, Ziggy, figure it out. Figure it out. We all have the puzzle pieces together. We all know what this Vikings team is capable of. And we saw it in the first drive of the game. Kubiak had two weeks to prepare. Two weeks to prepare plays to run. He only prepared the first drive. What does he have after that? Four plays. Four plays up his sleeve. Fullback flat. You run it five times. Works one time. A screen pass to Conklin. Or check down pass to Conklin. You have screen passes to your running backs every every first down you're running screen passes to your running backs it feels like oh third and 23 let's run the ball like i said vikings fan base is very good we are one of the best fan bases in the nfl we don't boo our team very often until the last three weeks because we all can figure out what the problem is and that is mike simmer that is clint kubiak that is this coaching staff as a whole they have to go they have to i am done with mike zimmer the zimmer era has come to an end you gave us one great game against the Saints. Two great games, actually, against the Saints in the playoffs. And then got blown out both the games uh, after that. Vikings, Mike Zimmer era is coming to an end now. I'm so excited to see whoever, I don't care who it is, okay? I was saying we got to see Mike Zimmer go maybe the rest of the season. They're not going to fire him yet. I'll say that right now. I mean, I want them to get rid of Mike Zimmer, but he's not going to go yet as the Vikings are still competing for a playoff. Um, right now, we have the doubleheader over the Carolina Panthers, so a seven seed is possible. But taking a look at it, though, who cares? Who the hell cares? I mean, we're a seven seed. We're going on the road against some of these NFC teams. You expect Mike Zimmer to bring us a win? No. Unless if we're going up against the Saints. It's not going to happen. Viking Vikings. Once again, mediocre team, which is the worst thing in football. And now we're going to have to go to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Ravens. One of the best, maybe the best running offense in football with one of the worst run defenses in football. And then we have the Chargers and then we have Packers somewhere after that. We also have 49ers in the mix. Just more and more tough games going forward. And without Patrick Peterson, it's going to be worse. Rick Spielman right now has to be on the phone with the Miami Dolphins making a trade for Xavier Howard after the terrible performance from our cornerbacks once again against the Dallas Cowboys. 
Let me know what y'all think. That's going to wrap up episode 128 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did somewhat enjoy this episode. Um, if you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. We're here for you. All right, I might as well change this podcast from Morning Kickoff to Vikings Therapy at this point because that's how, what it feels like every week. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day. Thank you.